Welcome to the Bathroom Chronicles. Okay, we got a special guest in, um, a longtime friend of mine, long time, um, since we've been in high school, right, Fred? Yes, I've known yes. you since I've been in high school. Right. And we're coming up on a 10 year. <laughs> 10 so that, that gives us a little a, a date range to give right. the people right. after that. So, um, <laughs> this is my good friend, Frederica. Um, do you mind if I put your government? Just to be sure. Uh, oh, my first name. I tell yeah. you just put my first name out there. You just leave the rest out for right now. Okay, you never know what my name like. <laughs> we're just gonna say for drinking that's it okay um so if possible if possible can you give us um your background and what you are currently doing oh gosh um <laughs> this is always the hard part for me because i'm always like what am i doing oh i'm not doing anything okay so this is a, this is not true i am currently opening a beauty supply store um it is black owned and operated i am Mm -hmm. very um in the fight to make sure that black the black dollar is is recycled as well as um ownership and you know correcting generational curses that end up being you know the lack of generational wealth so i am doing that Mm -hmm. um of course, I did not go to school for any of this. <laughs> um, um, so I, I, I don't know if I pertain. To, I don't, I don't know. So I, I will. My undergraduate career is in computer science, and then um, I went on to go to law school. So I, I have some way and ideas to incorporate the two uh, <clears throat> in different aspects of my life <laughs> um so um I have those two going on I definitely plan on sitting for the bar just uh, the idea of me practicing one day or some type of legal um ramification uh, my company mm-hmm. also has a philanthropy out- outreach program as well so we're going to do a lot of supportive things for the community um, our first event is going to be a virtual uh, black business expo so that just allows um, a lot of exposure to different different um, communities I, I feel like because only the only connection is me I've asked these people and this is just the different areas of my life as well as people have uh, expanded so it's really sweeping the, um, at least having one person from a state you know in the southern region so mm-hmm. I'm doing that as well as <laughs> sometimes I play with the uh, modeling and uh, makeup but that's just when I want to some it comes out I think comes out with frustration like I have creative frustration so then me and my photographer go and we do that so that's pretty much what I'm doing uh any and everything I guess (laughs) so with your pop-up shop um can you give my people like a date to look forward to Yes, it's going to be on, um, we're shooting from May 31st, 
Okay. And this is going to be at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and then you know, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. And so what that will encompass is that's going to be the launch of the business. So that'll be the first uh, uh, fresh eye that anybody will get to see. Um, that what that means entails is me opening, I mean, starting the online portion as well as opening all of the uh, social media platforms and there I'll be doing different things that it'll be like my Instagram is just you know pictures I have we have a snapchat that's gonna be to be fancy beauty supply I probably should know these things but <laughs> I'll definitely get that over to you so maybe we can like drop it in the description but I'm opening all of those because I'm well I'm going to do some tutorials and stuff like that so then I have some live tutorials on like videos so I definitely want to just use the the social media way to make sure that we're getting the message so if it's an account out there we gonna get one <laughs> So come just find us, find it. Always normally reading out to be fancy beauty supply and we trying to get it all up and rolling. So that is that's when it that's when the pop up shop will be and then so I'll have those um in individual black owned business to just interweave it throughout that time. It should be for an hour. Um okay. and you know, Memorial Day is the day that everybody's supposed to have off a little bit so i'm hoping that we can catch some people before they barbecue and while they're barbecuing outside they bring their little device out with us and catch us on our live stream on the um facebook um to be fancy beauty spot like i said and that's where we'll just it'll just kick off and start okay i got you i got you i got you so um the other day we went through and we were discussing topics um and it kind of stems from a conversation that we had. Um, it isn't. It doesn't. I, we're going I think we. It, it is, and it, I think it definitely. This is a, a very. This is a the part two because I okay. definitely think I've molded over the conversation, and mm-hmm. I think that we should be authentic enough to say this is what. I've experienced, this is my actual experience that I'm going to account for. So okay. I want to. Be truthful, but I don't have to say names. We ain't got to do all that. <laughs> you know no, we ain't got to do that. No, no, no. I, I do want it to be, this is, you know, this was a personal encounter. Right. It happened. And I'm sorry for taking it off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to tell him that, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was supposed to get him that late. <laughs> but, Okay. So we're gonna be real. We're gonna be straight. We're gonna, but we need to tell y'all something. And I think that this comes on the cusp of just living in life and seeing my life as an example. So now I've been on the out outskirts of all of this. So and I've seen it and I felt it. So now I think it's perfectly time for me to be able to verbalize it. Right. So can you give us your background? like of who you are to lead up to the point of what we are going to discuss mm-hmm. listen, listen. I, already told, I, I don't do not know why he keep asking me this question y'all like this is always the hardest question for me to um answer uh i just i, I, I 
I believe that is because I always think that I think I have this really humble spirit and just thinking that I'm out surviving, which is um, is what I was doing. And that's not what it, not what I was. You know, there would be, it, it, that's what life was like for me. So I come from uh, uh, I'm the middle daughter of three. Um, it's a whole lot of dysfunction. It's a whole lot of dysfunction, and uh, my my mother was in and out of prison all of my life. So I was raised by my grandmother. And so it was just all those girls. <laughs> and my grandma made sure to never bring no man. <laughs> it was no man over there. No man. But, um, and I, I think the, the more, the, the, I, I think it's, prolific to say that I, I came in this world with trauma coursing through my veins um, and so I I was two years old and needing to be extracted from a home because I was going to have a nervous breakdown mm-hmm. um, I this is how traumatic the living experience was, and that was just from baby to the age of maybe two. Um, like specifically once remembering uh, screaming to the top of my lungs when I was a little girl. I didn't know for whatever reason I knew the way home. And I've always been like that. I've been keen to pay attention, but I just started screaming and I'm like two. And my grandmother doesn't know what's going on. All she knows she's trying to take me back to my mother. And I'm just like, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Um, I am the... Uh, so, during the course of my early developmental age years, which is really, like I said, that those infant ages, toddler age, um, so I witnessed domestic violence. I, I witnessed domestic violence to a very, uh, very graphic, um, very, very graphic point. So then I went on to move to what I thought was going to be safety. And there I was physically, mentally, and emotionally abused. Um, but I was, I think that the way what this all stems or the circle comes back on is that my whole life I've been, nah, this is not it. <laughs> this is not my group of people. This is not it. Um, mm-hmm. but what are you going to call it? The black sheep. So black sheep. Uh, just not fit in. And I think I always knew that, but I always was like, no, nah, that's not me. Like I watched all the movies and, I, you know, I, I just was like, no, that's not me. Or telling myself that, you know, people are worse off, befriending people who had worse situations. Um, And this all came from on the, uh, it all came from a little black girl that didn't try academically, but excelled in everything, anything I put my hand on. 
I, I didn't have to try. I I believe had I tried and I just been a just like a normal I would have skipped grades. It wasn't it wasn't a yeah. I was valedictorian on my elementary school. After you went to school with me, we had one little white, one little white boy we were scared of. He was our valedictorian. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. who went came right behind him after he scored a perfect score on that algebra test came right behind him and scored a perfect score to tell you no sir that doesn't matter and I was still going through hell at home the church it was always singled out because if you I don't I don't I understand energy, but I also know that there was other dynamics, so there was uh, other people in those dynamics. Correct. But so my background is um, filled with a lot of trauma, and then I went to school, <laughs> and I just think <clears throat> think my ancestors, I think my mom and my DNA, because uh, I just wasn't going. Like mm-hmm. it. I I had dealt with enough at home in my home life to know I'm I'm looking I was at a point looking to catch people slipping like in 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 of that um that drunken because I I was always easy to turn on the switch of protector I always had to I've always had to my whole life. So, um, no, <laughs> I, I, I cannot do that. So, I, that, that, that's where my background is, but we, that's not to leave out anything that even after all of those things are going on or, and that's just whatever, you know, this is giving you a gloss over this, you know, good summary. Um, what was I doing? I was still a straight A student. I was I still graduated top of my class. I still graduated cum laude. Like I went to school. I went to college. I was a dancer. They wanted me to flag. I was in the play. I was I was in orchestra. Like I I did things. I even quit. You know, quit things and uh, what. <laughs> Started construction and even got a job as young. And um, you know what's crazy? I forgot you did construction. I forgot you was in that place. That was the best. That was the best thing, and that's because I had gotten out of orchestra, and it was just like because it was too much. It was like, nah, this, mm-hmm. this is not for me. And it was just really, I want to go back, but it was just the the teachers really. But like, yeah. So I was always like putting myself in in areas that were male dominated. I was always I always said I wanted to be well rounded. So I, I definitely tailored myself but for some specific reason. Um I always kinda like had like a plan now. I don't know why. I don't know who told me. I've never sat down and talked with anybody. I've never heard anyone talk to me. Um I don't have anybody in my family that has even gone to get this um this much education. It's not to say that we haven't gone and gotten, you know graduated college and got a couple college degrees but it's so far to go to a professional school of this magnitude no there's not just going to you know like going into the medical field nursing but never going to never going to doctor 
doctor right route. So uh, I was like, I feel like I'm always an oxymoron. <laughs> so I wasn't <laughs> like, I was in everything because I wanted to be. If that made me get a job and I got to pay for it, okay. If it made me devising a way to to do that, I did. Oh. I think I had I had an old sister, so eventually I think I ended up paying for her a couple times. Like, oh yeah, this is what that means. So I've always been like just overprotective, but knowing really loyalty a lot. So that's just really been me. I I persisted. I feel like I've been consistent. I think I've just learned to have tact and learned to. Um, breathe before I respond because mm-hmm. sometimes my response time is I gotta we gotta do respond um but that's just really me so I'm dope I am a summation of everything so I don't think that I, I needed all of this mm-hmm. I just feel like people have to realize that you can get to those same places like I could have still gotten to law school and still got to this place without other people help or trauma like no I didn't need that <laughs> One thing that I can say about you is, like, my first encounter with you was probably in seventh grade. And it's, like I told you, it's, I I remember certain stuff. Yeah, I don't remember now. Go ahead. I forgot what the class was, but um, I just remember you not taking any bullshit from anybody. It was just like, you were consistent on what you said, which is what you said. And even throughout our time in high school, it was just like, damn, like, I don't know. For me, I saw it. Like, I saw you being that person that was probably going to go far. But people's expectations of it probably going to be like, uh, yeah, but. And it was going to always be that big but. But I felt like, regardless but of what. Like what? What? I think the I think the only thing that I've ever heard that anybody can say is, "You're this smart, but your attitude." And it's like, no, I, I don't treat people that are actually of decent character. Like, yes. if you're upset at how I'm treating you, I don't do that. I've never done that. But if you think that I'm going to, and I'm not going to allow you to do so, treat someone in my presence. And I think what the topic is, is we're saying there's no more innocent bystanders or when does mm-hmm. innocent bystander go away? Because I think at some point in time, like as you go and mature, like as we go, we're thinking about, we, we're talking about kids when we were young in high school and things like that. So we get into where we are. We're 28 now. That's 10 years past. We have to understand what it is to mean that you can no longer be the innocent bystander. You become guilty of what you see if you do not say or act. Even so, if it's to sit back. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead and finish. I don't know. Um, I, I was going to say, I was about to say, what would be your definition of being a bystander? Bystander is watching. No one and not saying nothing, and not saying nothing to the person that's actually receiving the action, but actually checking that and addressing that person that's done it. Because I thought for the longest that I should be, I could be friends with people who were friends with my enemies. Because I was just like, well, you can be friends with whoever you want to be friends with. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
how oh it's now um 28 year old Frederick is like no I don't think that works because you can't put your energy over there and then try to come put that energy over here at some point and then at some point it ain't gonna mix well and I, uh, the, the the key theme was the, me being unprotected and me telling you about being an unprotected uh, black woman because at some point when you sit there and watch and, and know and you don't address it even though you know that it's wrong you just as well as in the fucking wrong too because what's, what's you to stop sit down and tell somebody like damn that's messed up I'm sorry I don't know if he can cuss on him <laughs> no we can't because this is listen. <laughs> This platform, like I told you before, is to say what the fuck is on your mind. Like, straight off, straight off the cliff, as you would say. Just 100. Yeah. But, like, so, it, it just... When we start there and saying that you can no longer be an innocent bystander or what is a bystander, it's if you sit there knowingly. It's just knowingly. You don't even have to physically be there. Mm-hmm. Cause it this it's this this is this is the day and age where nobody is physically nowhere, so it, it's everything. not that, and anybody can say anything. So I have to start realizing and deducting, deducting when people oh, okay, not saying anything because who am I? And if you know me, if you my friend or my family, you mine. Right. You did not say nothing to him. You did not talk to him crazy. And if it like if it come down to that, it come down to that. I know I tell I realized that I knew loyalty and not love. Sometimes we we confuse the two. That's true. And thinking, oh, this is no, 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 no. I I I've been solid all my life. I made the statement so I'm, I don't care if I stand with one or a million, I'ma still hold up. That's been my whole life. It's, it, it had to be clicks and it had to be numbers to devise a, a plan. So, yeah, I think bystanders, when you know, and you don't say nothing. And I think it it, it becomes a, a, a something upon your character, I guess, at a certain age. Now, when that is, I don't know, because at some point I feel like I don't think it should be 28, Frederica. Like, no, that's too that's too fucking long. I ain't telling nobody to wait today 10 years to find out. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> we need to devise when when you should know better because I think in my head I thought that people should know better. I lost friends and I I, I think that when we sat there and we was like, what happened? What was this? What was the big turn? And I, I honestly think it may have come back because I came I came to like my middle school with two two guy friends, two really close guy friends that we like we talked on the phone like we were really close and stuff like that. And I think mm-hmm. at some point there was some type of uh liking or courtship and this was young and I've always had guy friends so I've seen that happen numerous times before but it only shows you if you're going if you're really my friend or if you're trying to fuck or something like that let's be clear so uh or if you just not you know like I said not really my friend so I think there was a liking of the two two guys and some dating but ultimately I would always be kind of I guess I could always be in a way because what I 
I had already close developed a close relationship and people are young, but it's all I, I just think that at some point, like I've always been thinking like this. This is not I didn't wake up and, and like I've just been getting wise as the years come so I don't know if the ancestors really packed down and just my reincarnation was just like you got to hit the ball and start rolling because you batting a thousand <laughs> I don't know um so I, I think it may have stemmed from something like that something as petty as that but that's young it's like okay but I guess when we talked about the carryover that's when I guess we need to decide when when the carryover period starts because at some point it gotta start. When you should have left some, you should have left some shit alone. That's all. But it, it it doesn't. And I think that brings us to uh present day today, ten years later, where um I think the question is begged again for me to ask myself, are these really your friends? Mm-hmm. And it's not even the people that say and it's negative stuff because I already knew you you bitches didn't like me. I been knew that. I'm talking about the people that are allegedly saying that they're my friends. I'm having to reevaluate a lot, all of my relationships in life because the there was a <laughs> the situation that happened. I saw it was a young me. That's a young person that you're trying to you, you you don't touch or compare to the the adult me. But I still have to heal the young me. So I have to go back and make sure that I uh, revisit some of those feelings and knowing that, okay, now 28-year-old me is now like, uh, I don't think that my friend can be friends with my enemy no more. If that means me leave dropping off, I have to. And then personal. Yeah. It don't got to be no bad blood, but... I, there, there comes a time when you just gotta be you. You gotta be a stand-up person, and I think this is come the time where I'm developing the uh, boundaries and requirements for friends because you gotta. It ain't just knowing your worth in relationships. It's no, and because you having sex with somebody, it's knowing your worth in all your relationships, friendships as well. And if I'm if I'm calling you mad and can't nobody touch you, and but I can be out here and any and everybody can touch me, there's a problem. It's a big problem. See, one of the things that, like, I um, <laughs> I can recall is um, it's a movie. It's called Biloxi Blues, Fred. It's an eye-ass movie. But one night, I was sitting up, and I was just like, what is this movie about? And it has Matthew McConaughey in it. And it was a movie based on a young man who had just graduated, um, entering into World War II. And he's at basic training in Biloxi. And one of his comrades, he is, I think he is Jewish just like he is. And he's constantly being targeted by the bigger and more, what is humorous people who are around him. And so this one instance, it was just like, Matthew's character, he's talking to the guy. He was just like, why don't we get along? You know, we come from the same background. (coughs) We have the same beliefs. Why don't we get along? And the response that was given was like, damn, this is some real ass shit. So the dude in response said, "Um, 
you are a witness. You're never, you're always on the outside looking in, but you're a witness to what's going on. You never have anything to stand on. And so the guy was like, what do you mean? He was just like, you know, in order for you to perfect yourself as a person, you have to stand up for something that you believe in. And I was just like, damn, that's some real ass shit. Like that can go for life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One of the things that like really was crazy for me, like I'm in agreement to you on it. Like I felt like in some instances, like looking back on it, I was that bystander and like I told you, I I told you before I apologize for it, but there were moments where I know for a fact I stood up and I said something that was just like, how can y'all not see what I'm seeing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I never understood, you know, certain people's perspective on things. Everybody had to jump in or speak out on something. But and I don't even know what we're speaking like. like I really can't. It's pinpoint. Like it, it's not even like. Can you? I, I'm not that invested in on to know about what it is like truly. But I think just the, the uh, part for my sanity mm-hmm. is just like I really want to know. Are you asking me? No, 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 no. I'm saying oh, I, don't, I don't know if you got an answer. <laughs> I don't know if you got an answer. I don't know. <laughs> It might have been a rhetorical question. I don't know. But if you had an answer, I, I, you know. I mean, I, on a, like, on a professional I, level, I guess I have a response. And on some real ass shit, it's, it's two different responses on this shit. To be man, clear. you about to make me cough. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you got uh, the professional side. Like I was telling you earlier, like, it's just like, People are trying to develop who who they are as people. Um, I'll never forget, it was just an individual that I'm close to now. Like, we had encountered each other for the first time, and it was based off of something that she thought that I had said about her. But she never addressed me about it. It was just like she had found out something, and she was just like, oh, you were being missed about something. I was just like, well, fuck, you know, if that's how you feel about it, that's how you feel about it. People go about life without analyzing who they are. They jump off things based off of what they see. If they see a popular person or like you said like a couple days ago, there weren't a specific type of popular person. We just knew how to maneuver the way we know how to. Um, In that instance, I just think that people just thought that it looked a certain way to do certain things. Or to participate yeah. in things. Yeah, I think I think your your listeners need to know. Like we we never thought that there was there was no jock and and mm-hmm. and then kind of like geeks type because that the geeks would have been us because then the jock was kind of like kind of us too because we were cheerleaders, we were dancing. So our school wasn't made up to degrees like that. But I think when we think about it, like we have to divide divide the school out. You have to realize that you had people that had money and people that didn't have money people that didn't have money who who was probably a little bit smarter than people who didn't have money who really didn't know what you know what the fuck going on every day then you had where i was in accelerated class so this is what put me in the situation where i would be in classes with these folks and i would never sit down i don't see y'all nowhere 
I go see the I see the other people's. If if I'm out, but I, I live with my grandma, so we ain't going too many places. She ain't letting us go in too many places. But like when me and my little sisters was because we were so close in age, she allowed us to move a little bit different. But we were like I, we were going to my cousin's house, and that wasn't in no neighborhoods. And none of the people that I in none of my classes because I didn't even know I had was. I thought that I didn't even know that I had a racial like dynamic in my the school because of the fact at some at some point because my class was so mixed in that demographic I had Indian I had I had Mexican I had African Americans we had we had some of everything if you're in those mixed types of those higher class you had I had the Caucasian students then and I, I was in debate when I first got to school I was one of those people. I was in ninth grade on that. And they didn't even prep or do nothing and say nothing and stuff like that because I didn't know nothing. But I was on that. I was on them tips way, way. And I really just be like, I be ahead of my time because it's really what it is. Like, it's just coming in and that type of. But get to what we're saying. No, like, you made a good point because it's like, it's different type of perspective because, like, me looking at it, like, I didn't see it like that. Like, I saw the white people and I saw the um, different other races amongst us, but at the same time, I just felt like it was uh, a lot more of us in the situation where they could not understand who we were. Like, and I, I can go back into those moments because people now, you know, they're more aware of what was going on and they see the people for who they are. But back then, I saw it. But you had to receive it. You it took it took somebody. You, it took being on the receiving end to get mm-hmm. to see it, and it, it shouldn't be there. <laughs> if I see somebody, if I see something happen in front of me, it ain't because it happened to me before I'm saying something. It's because it's wrong, and I'm saying something. Correct. It's the idea that you didn't have to. It don't need to wait to happen to you for you to be telling somebody why the why the fuck are you doing that? Can you sit down? Cause that don't even make no sense. Oh, you know what? Leave them alone. And we in this culture are so bad, and you understand that that suicide and mental health is such a big issue, and bullying is a big fad, and one of those things of suicide assisting suicide and stuff like that. So I'm just sitting here wondering at some point we cannot get the preaching and wanting to do and lead and all that day. people having children and can't even stand up and tell somebody no. I don't care if I don't I ain't never seen you a day in my life. I have at least stopped. I can count on my hand. A number of people, because no, you're not talking to that lady like that in front of me. No, leave that child alone. No, like I have that voice enough to say something. But if you sit down and continue to sit there and wait to say, oh, it has to happen to me. It has has to come knocking on my door for me to sit back and be like, oh, well, you know what? That is wrong. When in actuality, you've been solved. You just didn't say nothing. Right. And I thought it, you know, I thought it didn't work. I thought it, I mean, I thought it didn't, that I didn't say it didn't work. I thought it didn't harm or wasn't to any, or didn't have any effect on our relationship. But as I thought about it, it did. I didn't become so open. Like, I think the consistent, 
uh, good person that you were allowed me to say because what would happen is people would switch up when you get around different people you switch up mm-hmm. I'm gonna be me regardless and that and it, and it happened to a such thing because you were just this all around nice person or something like that so I but I did um once I sat back and th- thought after us having a conversation I realized yeah I wasn't I I didn't invest as much into the his friendship. Uh, as as I know I could and even with us talking as much it was just like I when I say invest myself I I I know me I hadn't emotionally invested as much so that any type of disappointment because I had already felt stuff like that all my life and I couldn't put no hope in nobody who really I don't that's why I really that's why I say now twenty eight year old me is like, nah, we you can't be you can't be up there kikiing with my enemy. And uh, cause now that I see I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I do I, nah. Cause I think the only reason I say no nah now is because look what I look how I how I made it out. It's take it's me now just coming to the awareness of it at twenty eight, and I'm I'm like no, I it's okay, it's okay if you alone, because I'm gonna attract. I I genuinely attract people every day, random people, talk to people. I've met people. I collab with. These is how I'm bringing my business together. People that I I went to school, I just had to meet people in my life. Nobody helped me from my family. I actually was homeless before I graduated high school. Nobody knew. Nobody asked. The only one teacher asked me because she knew she saw something the, the day after. It was I went to school. It's probably like in the middle of the week, probably like a Wednesday. I went Thursday. I wasn't there. Friday I was there. There was a switch in dynamic. There was a couple of marks and indicators, but only one person asked me. It was a white lady. And I lied. I lied. I lied for my sister's sake because that's, 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 that's just, you know, I don't. To mind, I give my life for my sister's sake. That ain't, I ain't thinking about that. Because, I mean, I when it, when I see y'all, you and your two sisters, I remember you had something for your birthday, your senior year. I seen you. And we had went to Buffalo Wild Wings, I think. And just to see how y'all worked together, it was just like, you meant business when it came down to your sister. You loved them wholeheartedly and you would do anything for them and your niece and I was just like that's the type of person I knew I didn't know anybody you know when people come up to you and be like talking about somebody else's character I'm just like that's not the person I know I don't know I who think, that individual and I, is and I just told one of my friends this because I, I, I'm tired of defending my character. Even, and I mean it to my friends because that's who I'm defending. You ain't defending your characters or nobody that you don't care about. Um, because they don't matter. But it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's when uh, you get offended, and I know I have been, because it's like if I'm, if I'm your friend, 
And if you're saying that I'm a good friend, then what would a good friend do? A good friend wouldn't judge you. So these should be things that you off top say, okay, this is my good friend. So Frederick is not going to judge me. Frederick is not. It, it, that should uh, that good friend should be replaced with your name. And anything that goes along with a good friend should be attributed to you. Mm-hmm. The moment that I got to keep re- I ain't got to do that. 28 May. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm not defending my character when I've clearly demonstrated consistency all my life. Just leave people to fuck alone and do what y'all do. That's it. Treat people right. That's it. It's so hard to get to things that are so free. Love, loyalty, respect. Why is you take why do you have to do all that? So then when you meet that other side of me, because I think that I'm also supposed to be that one person that you shouldn't fuck the fuck the wrong with that day. I think that because after after a while, you don't been you don't been like that for a long time. And you know whether you done got comfortable and people that allowed you to be that. You take that one person. I am that one person. Cause I done gave you that leeway that I go ahead and do your life and don't you ain't got that to do. We don't we don't have that to do. You ain't got that to wake up and lie, cheat, hurt, any of those things. You don't have that to do. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. So why why you hurt people? Like when I sit back and think, and even with the mess of our family and all the relationships, and even knowing I'm I, I sit back now. Have you healed? What happens if you heal? Somebody told me when a, a trauma coach once did when I moved said, "Are you scared of healing? You got to want to heal more than your pain." But are you scared of knowing what your yourself looks like without it? Because you ain't never operated without it. Because there's no way there's supposed to be everything, there's something that one thing after another. Not with stress and strife. But we wake up and you choose to do things that cause you these type of, these, uh, put you in these type of feelings and mantras in your life, and then boom. You're inflicting that type of energy because what seems to happen all the time when when time passes, because that's what has to happen with anything, time. Time is going to wash away and heal everything because in in, in due time, my grandma said that, my great-grandma used to tell us, she said, keep living. Just keep (laughs) living because that's... Because once you... you, it It takes time, but it's just like with if... If time is the most valuable thing that you own, but it's the most it's precious and it can never be given back, then why would you spend time in all of this misery, strife, when, when you can just heal and live happy? It ain't you ain't got that much time here, allegedly. And I think I will prefer to move without the weight on me. What happens is that we, we get so conditioned to being like that that you think that you don't know how because our body gets reacting like this. And I think that it it just comes from sometimes the culture because I think that, that we 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 are missing a key factor saying that this is you guys we're from Addisbury, Mississippi. I know a lot of y'all are not gonna know. Some of y'all might know from uh one time, what was that show? Being Mary Jane. <laughs> 
they had a little shout out. Anyway, but this is a small town. Small, this is black people. This is Mississippi. This way, most of them, we stopped. Most of our families just stopped. We stopped there. We, we, we ain't got off the porch yet. And no, we, we still, you're supposed to have a working class. Then you got to have an eating class because they took so much from us and stuff like that. So we get them to think about it. And it's like, we back a thousand trying to come out this little, this little town and stuff like that. You don't realize that you need to heal because you pass and sit down to your, it's pathology in this, it's DNA in this. So you, you, ahead, my sorry. question to you would be like, where this is this is something I just thought about like as a person that's grown up in a system where we are conditioned to basically be in a crab in the barrel type of system because that's yeah. that's really what definitely that, that definitely I was just I was gonna tell you that that I just described the crab in the barrel mentality and that's really what stem stem the whole um, Facebook assault. <laughs> that happened right. um, it, because of me saying to the fact of why are we taxing our people because if we if you think if you get knowledge and you think okay in, in order for me to make money I got to sell this knowledge but the only people you're trying to sell it to is the people that look like you. They all need this knowledge to get up to the next level. Then we're not going to... How you going to take... That's another pyramid scheme. How do you sell the knowledge? Like, at some point, if you can... If I can give you the directions and you can go try to do it, that's fine. You can go do it. If I give it to you and you just one of these people that you know what you can't do it or something like that and you need somebody else to do it, then go get, you know, pay for the service. I just believe that mm. if we get to this idea that saying you're going to recycle the black dollar, the black dollar, you need to be paying for services. There need to be a gift for exchange. That's not a bargain for exchange all the time. You, 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 when information is free, website is free, you don't want to give ideas. Like good vendors because of you people, you don't want people to have the same stuff you got or something like that. Girl, if they actually a good vendor, let us let us know that right now without having to pay for that. Because why would you want me to get locked up in a scam or something like that and lose all my money? And now I'm sitting up here broken, penniless, and I was just starting the business. But now, like I said, we described the crab and the barrel mentality. Now, what you up now because you're the only one got the stock. Cause you ain't give it up. Cause you, because you Oh, but that's what we do, and we we don't realize how many years and time and blood sweat until we don't pay for knowledge, years and bodies over and over. I told my grandma, I don't ever pay for anything legal or something. I'll try to do because there's I I I still have a deficit on me now, knowing that I got I have generations and ancestors that have paid plenty times over. Just to get the knowledge. So if I need, if I can just give it to pass it and you know, I ain't gonna do it for you. Okay then. But we get so we get so caught up in the idea that if I give it to you, you're gonna just go 
and be great. I don't know because I when you when you said that you saw this this great uh, this greatness in me, I did not see that in myself, and that's that's the downfall of even though I was um, tough skinned and, and thick hearted to a certain extent, I still am a person. Yeah. I still was a person. I still had feelings. I, and I, I think that's I still, I think that's what people miss out on the most. You don't realize that people are human beings. Why don't you treat people like you want to be treated? And I think that's and it's so, so simple. hard to do. It's so simple, but it's Love, so trust, loyalty. Those are the easiest things you can do, but those are the hardest things to obtain in life. Mm-hmm. You can't buy it. You can't do nothing, but it's hard. We go there every day. Y'all have made up this idea in life that you got to go find one person to be with. And love, trust, okay. And some people find it. Some people so, don't. Something that I've always wondered in your this because this is resiliency. No lie. For me, who looking at you. What you talking about? Your life for me, looking on the outside looking in, is resiliency. You may not yeah. see it that way. I yeah, see a lot I of mean, people that way though. Hell. I mean, yeah, I think the first time I've gotten some people to say things to me is really kind of to my organization where people that were kind of close knit to see me or see me work and and know, like, if you were around me, because I didn't give my energy to them, but I crossed and stuff like that. So people know, like, I was working. I work hard. I work jobs, you know two or three jobs but just saw the work ethic outside of the work ethic but you actually see the human being and then I was sweating on top of that so I think at some point like I did not notice or didn't know because all I thought I was doing was surviving I'm just doing what I need to do so that I can eat the next day do what I need to do so I can get to the next step and what it was to me is I changed the education because I had decided long ago education was going to be my way out. I, I dropped all of my creative to do and said, okay, this is going to be the way to get out. I didn't think there was money in it. And then I said, okay, so what can I do to help? What do you do to combat all of because I'm gonna be this is trauma. Yes, Even in it the is. High school, it's, this is trauma. That's so trauma. You, that's trauma. I had me, how do you come me and girl central. How do you come back? Well, well, I have to be honest, I developed a lot of um, uh, I have PTSD, mm-hmm. I have uh, anxiety, um, depression sometimes. It's not just sweeping, but um, these are effects that I have to deal with daily. I have to take the time to um, to nurture myself because I've just been going. And people said they've been expired, but I just thought I was living, like I said. So my combativeness is owning my story, talking about it. Uh, I have a book coming soon, <laughs> you guys. I'll be back to promote. We'll be back to talk about some stuff. Yes. Um, 
it is really hard. I am in counseling. I have a therapist as well as a psychiatrist, so I have medications. Um, and I've always been I've always been interested and needy for other therapeutic things. When even when I was young, my my family didn't understand it. You know. I was crazy and stuff like that and I was just reaching out because I was like oh my gosh it's something something you know something going on something wrong but I know there's other ways and outlets um so I had been like trying a couple of medications and stuff like that but it was always like maybe uh, maybe like it was it was really inconsistent you know and therapy was not uh safe in my home because they didn't know what therapy was or how that how that worked so you know they weaponized therapy or just didn't continue to go so uh I was actually put in an institution I never told you about it for like three days because I was sitting there and I was talking to the other people of course I'm sensible like stupid like no this is not for everybody not everybody is this but I understand that for greater numbers this process works but not for me I've always been the exception uh so I have to I have to do a lot to um combat those things. It's really um my my like PTSD is from like as like you know in the war. Like people would always say this first time where I had I look back and r- realize that how how traumatic it is if I'm worried about my safety um, you know, all the time because I ain't gonna just think, man, nigga, don't, if don't like me, just gonna just be cool about it or shit like that, because that means I can get active real quick, whatever, whatever time, like, <laughs> whenever it needs to, like, I need, I need to be, I need to be on cue, especially if there's multiple people, you know, just, just a lot, so it's, it's me, and I've always just been me, you know, I didn't, my sister was a, a year younger than me, but I, that meant I still entered a lot of schools before her, so I was by myself. I went to class by myself. Like I had to go into those environments by myself. So I I knew, but my, my family really, really kind of helped develop that the other character, the um, defender. That that really comes from there. So like I said, I, I I'm not gonna come to school and take no shit either. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no the fuck way no 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 and then I think at one point I just told my I was like I'm not gonna go home tell my mom if my mom was in jail at the time or something yeah. I don't know like no girl you I, I don't even know if you could even like and I didn't talk so I don't that was not something I talked about I think sometimes I think that I thought that people just already knew but like I said, these people weren't in my in my circle, I guess, or my life surpass, like outside of just like school and even this, you know, this this makes it, you know, for even the years after people aren't haven't been like that, so they just didn't know. It's always been people just think that the, I don't I don't know what they think about me. I always tend to ask or something like that because I definitely want to ask and like what do they think where my parents are like most people think look I have these prestigious parents and uh, <laughs> I swear to God like oh silver spoon like I ain't no I ain't never had to want for nothing. I'm like what I'm like okay. I like to know that because I guess that's how I put it together. But I also know that's my downfall. 
because I put it together. I wanted the normal so bad that I put it together. And this what um, played into the mental health is I put it together so so good. Nobody, nobody knew to check. So what exactly would you consider to be normal, though? Um, it was just what I thought my role. I think I discussed this. And I romanticized. I watched a lot of, uh, I watched a lot of kind TV. I watched a lot of ABC. You know, I wasn't, I don't want to watch all that fiction uh, stuff. Like, it might be an action, but don't do too much blood. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go to sleep. Like, I, I really just want to, you know. So I think that it's the romanticized what I thought was normal. And I was okay with whatever it was. It just didn't need to hurt. That's it. It doesn't need to hurt in any type of way or capacity. Like you can be just you and be be happy, and I can be happy, but it doesn't have to come in my detriment or to my expense, whether that's physical, mentally, emotional, like whatever it is. See, working <laughs> when I worked, I used to work at a um, mental health facility, and one of the things that I took a chance on is working um, on the child and adolescent unit. Mm-hmm. I worked there for about eight months until I moved over into the sex addiction facility. And when I worked with the children, I realized that a lot of the children, you know how people, you know, we casually, and I ain't gonna lie, I casually do it sometimes. you like, that child is bad as hell. But my no heart knows that is no right. Child is right. No, child, out. no child is really acting out or bad. Something has and, happened. And you know and whose problem is? Parents. Parents. That's it. You didn't want you shouldn't have had the child there. So you can't take the time to be patient. When my parents they thought all we need is rule. Uh, at some point in the head, all we thought we need is food and shelter. You didn't think to aid in my physical, mental. Uh, health or anything like that and that's the reason why and then you sit down and you wonder why a kid or with anything act out I ran away a couple times I was done I was gonna cry my 18th birthday like what I can go but people don't sit down and think that you know what it comes down to people don't think they action and that's what Actions have reactions and have consequences, even though we didn't think that through, even though we didn't think about those consequences. Mm-hmm. And we make decisions so effortlessly, like in, in not considering or empathetic. Like, I think about options before. If I make a decision, I'm standing on whatever the repercussion is going to be after. And it may be to some detriment, but you know what? I already knew that when I made the decision. Yes. People don't do that. Mm-mm. They don't then know you how think, to. It, and it especially comes out when I'm angry, when people get angry. You think that you can go balls to the wall, either be physical or try to uh, verbally catch castrate them. <laughs> and then you want to go back and just blanket it with our apology or we be able to go you be able to go back from that and now we sitting here thinking oh well you're not holding me down like no you cannot go to the ends of the earth with me and then think that we can bounce back from that there are consequences to like 
we we it, it really just come out come down to just decent human beings and it comes down to I ain't never seen no happy child shoot up no school or wanna run away from home. Why? It's something wrong at home. Mm-hmm. So why bring these kids into environments when you know that ain't there? But we get so into where I'm keeping this and that. Like, look, if you can't keep it, don't keep it. That's just me. Because it, 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 I asked it. It's like, and I had to tell my, I had to break this down to my mom a lot. Because yes, I have biological father, but that's a whole nother story for another day. And he's deceased. But I tell you, you know what? Guess what? I didn't make none of these decisions for me. You did. You didn't even, and you know what you, you, you did them so it was a minute decision at the time, but guess what type of, of impact that it had on me? It, it triggered other decisions, not just me making decisions, just other people. Like It had other effects, but we're not thinking about things like that. Like, so we just treat people like anything and then think, oh, I don't know. We're not going to get back our karma. I don't know what we think. Because I'm still just flabbergasted that you think you could treat people that way. So (laughs) this is something that I've always wondered. In all of what you've gone through in the process of being you today, the people that have wronged you and tried to hang you by tooth and nail, do you find any form of forgiveness? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Because I know that we talked and we were saying that it was kind of like we had a mutual friend, you know, why you had made mm-hmm. the phone call. But at some point, it's just like, it's kind of like you let somebody fuck, fuck up, you finding a good friend, an awesome friend. And I don't know if it's, I'm at that point where it's just like, okay, man, maybe I could find a good friend in you now. What, like, what was that, what would that look like for Frederica to be okay with being uh, friends with you know certain people, but it is certain people. It's it's, it's certain bitches. Is is it ain't no turning back for that. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like I I ain't got to handle no pressure with you on no shit like that. But I it ain't never gonna be. I ain't gonna never feel comfortable. It ain't gonna never be that because if I get down to it and I ask you well, why and you can't give me a valid. I don't think that the same Frederick is gonna remain there. I think that there there are certain there are certain apologies that need to be had, and I think it it requires not only just apologizing or uh, talking to people like in in behind doors, because I think that was I was a little black girl. I was ridiculed for being black, and it all just all of this, and at some point. If you become so unprotected, little boy, at some point you're like, no. If you can't be loud and proud, then you know what you got to know. If you can't give me an, a, 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 
a public apology, maybe like I don't know. Cause you can't do all this shit in front of nobody and think all of a sudden I'm gonna give you an apology behind behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. No. Cause now I think you're playing in my face, and now I don't think the same person is gonna remain there. <laughs> Cause I want my leg back. <laughs> <laughs> I like that part. I want my leg back on that motherfucker. I don't. I, I do. mean, I, I I I understand that because I mean, although mm-hmm. like, I think as females. I, I would never understand what it is to be a woman. I yeah. think in some <laughs> cases, on again, on the outside looking in, I feel as though it's in your nature, in some form way, some form way, it's in your nature to devise. Y'all catty. have a, a strategy. Be catty. Y'all can be catty, but y'all have a strategy beyond what a man can think of. Y'all are ahead I, of <laughs> y'all are ahead of the time. Listen, I listen, but you have to realize but that women are creating the world. Yeah. You need to be you the, the frequency to be able to not only bring you here, but to bring your children's children children. Like at some point you have to know the guys that are work walking on earth, but you also have to know that you have to unlock that potential and really, really not be at this this petty catty level because I don't think I don't. It matters the age. Yeah, I think it, it matters just the mindset and uh, I think the small town mentality. Like I said, we going back to Mississippi a little bit. Yes, a town in Mississippi, and we ain't people that hadn't gotten out to see the world other than just small vacays and stuff like that. Just really got to indulge and to see other cultures and just be a part of just something else. Because once I crossed the state line and saw that there was other living and a imaginary state line can make the difference of the culture experience it 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 is it, it, it begs the difference that okay like <laughs> i want you to get this i want you to come with me i don't want to eat by myself i want to go and eat at the table with people that i can talk to i don't want to always sit there and talk with my education okay mm-hmm. i can get there with you but no I like what I want. I want to go out. That's why I'm going back home. I like to call my friends and talk to my friends from back home because that, that gives me that, that grounding. But you also definitely have to uh, get out, expand your mind, or at least try to. And um, to, like you said, to do the carryover, to do anything outside of just getting to your bag. Like, that's, that's just that's all that's all you think that the world is because that's a small portion the people yeah this is not even a portion this is a dot this ain't even a dot mm-hmm. uh, so i want to eat glitter flakes in here y'all i love glitter but um uh, like <laughs> it, 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 i realized that because then it goes to i've had to ask somebody i was like is it rules for facebook because y'all act like it's rules 
on how y'all get on here at because uh, I done had some people just, you know, from their cone, they were trying to tell me about something, and I'm just like, okay. Th- that's like <laughs> of no importance or value. Oh, oh the fuck, K. Hey. Like, if I say something, I, it's funny. It's laughable, if anything. Nothing is taken seriously, even if because you can easily just get those people or anything out of your space. I didn't realize that. That's why I was just like, okay, I need to get people out. You need to cleanse your area. Because if you if you keep positive stuff, you know what? That's crazy if you think you can get a negative and put a negative in there and think you're going to get a positive. That shit do not work. That only work in math. That's true. That only work in math. That do not work. I had to tell my mama that like girl how do you think that you can go you can be dipped in something so many times and then you could just come out uncover like oh well something good can still come from something bad wait a fucking minute <laughs> but how can you think that you that's a that's a hope and a prayer that is God you want that man. That is something un- other than you. That <laughs> other than whatever it is, whatever that's covered in. Co- that's other than that. But if I if I put this, if I go put this black paint on my foot, if I stick my foot in the black paint, it's gonna come out with the paint on it. <laughs> it it's it's not gonna come out clean. It ain't gonna come. If I stick my foot in the paint, it's go. So how do we think that we come out of these situations and not like we go back to the uh, um, mental health aspect of it not affecting? It's like when we go, like we go back to being human because you're not realizing that these making other effects, your decisions make other effects in other areas, and we got to really. Hold people accountable. You do. I think that's what it is because, like I said, it's gonna call people for you to pay attention and actually speak up. But you, I'm what I'm gonna to have to do is hold you accountable, and I need to know if. I think some people, I'm just like, no, nah, I don't care. <laughs> but, but, and there are other people where it is it's like okay well if you, you you just can't be accountable that you know what you you kind of messed up then I just gotta let that go because at some point we gotta grow together we have to yeah. whatever that growth looked like if I'm growing and you not or I'm trying to then we not we literally not gonna make it you still stuck in this mindset and I'm just trying to let it go. I'm happy with bonding over trauma. I ain't nobody trying to do that. Why? Or we as black people, we go into, even me, I want to go into the public interest sector and stuff like that. And we want to go out and just really help our people because especially get money. Guess what? They don't pay them. They don't pay them jobs that much or nothing, little to nothing. We just want to go help our people whereas they go out and they start work on what business be big won't go out there and just if you look at to worry about money and you want to help our people and saying that we can't do it but it's just like at some point 
I want to just be able to focus on the business and not working on let's fix this, this, that. That's the unsaid and un- un- unspoken that experiences, especially black experience that a lot of other coaches don't get to experience because it's just like that's not in their cards. You think in every day there has to be the get over, the get through, the work on the the stress, the strife. Like this is not that's not it. And I mean, it takes work to process all of it. No more innocent bystanders. No more innocent bystanders, people. And that's going to be the first accountability. That's the first talk. We're going to make some people uncomfortable. And if that means y'all got to go, years or not, you got to go. So, Fred. Yes. We are about to close. Is there any message that you would like to um, give out to the people? Any final thoughts, concerns, anything that you need to leave at the table? I think that if you find out what makes you happy and you do that, everything else will work out. 